0: I'm Yaffa Sakija, the CEO of Beneplan, and in this episode, we're talking about the user versus the chooser. When you're selling to a business, a small business owner, or even a medium business, you've got users and you've got choosers. What is the difference and how do you need to sell to both, service both, and make sure both are happy? The user is the person or people at the company that are going to be using the product the most. So thinking about your office manager, your benefit plan administrator, HR manager, the CFO or controller. So the people who will be given the tool or the benefit or the product and using it. And then of course finally the employees. So you actually have two levels of users. You have the employees who are using it as plan members on a day-to-day basis submitting claims. And then you've got the users who are the power users, um, like the administrative staff. And then you've got the choosers. Who is the chooser? The chooser is the boss, the person that signs the bottom line, the check issuer. That's the CEO, the owner of the company, the board, whoever it is that makes the decision or the chooser. So sometimes these lines are clearly delineated, and sometimes they're mixed, they're blurred, and maybe the Venn diagram is overlapping a little bit, or maybe they're overlapping a huge amount. So I want to talk about these dynamics when selling employee benefits, because I find it's really important to understand each personality trait, each motivation, and then making sure that when you're selling or servicing, you're hitting all of those points, because I find when advisors try really hard to please one category and not the other, you're setting yourself up for a potential loss of that client. So what does the chooser care about? Chooser, the owner or the CEO the president really cares about money, number one. They want it to cost as little as possible, full stop. That's the most important thing. That's 99% of the issue. So if you can really meet their purse and their budget, then you've done your job. However, that other 1%, although they'll never tell you that necessarily, you know, they're going to be beating you up on price. They do care about the users of the plan. They don't want complaints from their team. They're running their business. They don't have time to have the HR manager walk into their office and say, you know, this new insurance company that you chose or this new broker that you chose is letting us down. So they really want to minimize the amount of noise or backlash they're going to hear. So they want to know, you know, can I trust you? You know, trust is huge. I'm handing you a huge amount of money, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars. Can I trust you to do the right thing, that you're spending money properly, but you're also minimizing the amount of complaints that I'm getting at my desk? That's it. I mean, really, the chooser wants to hear very little because this is not their passion. Their passion is not buying benefits for their employees. It's honestly a necessary evil. If they can get away with not getting benefits, they will because it's a huge cost. They just want it to be in the background running just like maybe your heat or your air conditioning. It's there, but no one really notices. That's ideal for the chooser. The power users are very different. The power users, you know, unless they are financially driven like a CFO or a controller VP finance, You might have that person. You might not have that person in the plan administrator group, Um, but they really don't care as much about how much benefits cost. I mean, they might see it, they might interact with it, but it's not as real or meaningful unless they're in an organization where their incentives are directly aligned to the finances of the company. Their number one Piece, as you know, apart from their own claims, which we'll get into in a second, is they want to minimize their work. So they're used to the chooser, the boss, coming around and giving them work to do. And they just want to minimize how much work they've got to do. So if they're looking at a benefit plan transition and thinking, oh my goodness, it's going to cost not money for me, but time, like how much time am I going to have to spend working late or, you know, dealing with people, answering questions I don't know how to answer. The more they see that this is going to take more of their time filling out paperwork, answering questions, explaining to people why things were declined or not covered, they're going to not want to do that. They also care about how they look. So do they look bad in front of the employees if they helped influence or make a decision that ultimately came back and haunted them in some way? And then finally, they care about their own claims history. So that's the power user group. And then finally, you've got the ultimate users, the planet members and their their family members, their dependents, their spouses, their children. Employees care about one thing, money in their pockets. With a benefit plan, they want the maximum dollars being reimbursed to them. That's what they care about. That's the number one thing. So you can see how the two dynamics from one end of the spectrum with the employees is diametrically opposed to the other end of the spectrum with the chooser. Employees want the maximum dollars and the chooser wants to pay the least. So this is honestly the same dynamic as payroll. It's the same dynamic. Um, Employers know they have to do something. They close their eyes and hope that it's not going to hurt too much in terms of their wallet because they've got a wallet too. But employees are also fighting for, you know, well, I work really hard and I'm working extra hours and I know I can get a job elsewhere and I think I'm underpaid and I think I deserve more. So you know, whenever I hear advisors telling me, well, everybody's complaining about the plan. You know, employees think it's not enough and the employer thinks they're paying too much. You know, honestly, I'm here to say that's normal. There's that's a normal dynamic. Same thing with payroll. Imagine you're talking about payroll and you you pull the employees and you say to employees, "Hey, what do you guys think of your payroll?" You know, you're always going to get people that subconsciously think I could get paid more. I think I'm on the low end of the spectrum because that's the nature of compensation. You know, even people that are making a few hundred thousand dollars a year think, well, I'm worth a million dollars a year. And then with the the chooser, if you're really gonna ask, hey, what do you think of this line item? What do you think of what you're paying for it? No one's ever gonna say, you know, I think I got a really good bargain or a really good deal. No one says they got a bargain on payroll unless they're, you know, they're absolutely paying, you know, minimum wage, but but you know, though that's a completely different situation. So I always hesitate when advisors say, you know, we recommend that you do a poll or a review of your plan by asking people what they think of the plan. I'm sorry, I don't think that's going to help. I think that's not necessarily a productive exercise because you're always going to get the same responses back. Instead of doing that, you can put your energy into saying, okay, we know that the chooser doesn't have an unlimited amount of money. What's a reasonable amount that we can work with? And on the other end of the spectrum, telling employees, listen, we're trying to maximize what we can do for you, but we're not working with unlimited dollars. And I think the more you can educate both Sides, the more you will win. Like in Canada, the number one myth that we have is that people think that their health insurance premiums are wasted if they're not claiming to the max. People think, I'm going to repeat that, people think their health insurance premiums are wasted if they don't make claims to the max of a plan. But you and I know it's actually the opposite of that. Claims absolutely drive up premiums it's very much priced the way you know your electricity bill is priced or your water bill where the more you use the more you're going to get charged and so i think many users and choosers fundamentally don't know that they might say they understand it they might say i've worked with benefits for 20 years or 30 years i know what i'm doing but you can never 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 take that for granted people honestly need to be reminded of that fact. They need to be shown that when it comes to their renewal, you know, actually showing how $50,000 in dental claims translated into 65 or $70,000 of premiums is important because once you've got that education, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like teaching your kids in the, in your house that, well, guess what? We pay when the lights are on or when you run the water. You know, you've got to tell people we're all living in this house together. And yes, you want to use the water or yes, you want lights to be on, but let's try to use it in a responsible manner. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can follow me on LinkedIn. My name is Yafa, Y-A-F-A, last name Sakija, S-A-K-K-E-J-H-A. That's Yafa Sakija on LinkedIn.